Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. How's it going, everybody? Thanks so much for joining us for the fifth and final week of Nintendo Month 2015. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm, of course, his brother, Will Brueggemann. Uh, yeah, this is kind of exciting. Uh, this is the first time we've ever had five... Uh, episodes of Nintendo Month. In a row. <laughs> yeah, it's really exciting. Um, and so today we're going to be looking at the very recent soundtrack to Yoshi's Woolly World for the Wii U. Uh, this this is a really exciting um, thing to showcase because this game was developed by the same studio that did Wario Land Shake It and Kirby's Epic Yarn. And along with that, it shares the same composer, Tomoya Tamita. Absolutely. I couldn't be more excited for this episode. I've been waiting for a long time. Ever since uh, I heard about the game, I had this slight feeling. I was like, I think this music is actually going to be good because I knew it, you know, developed by good feel. And I had a feeling that Tomoya was involved. And ever since that was confirmed, I had high hopes. And I got to say, playing the game this this fall, you know, I played it and beat it uh, about a month and a half ago. Just loved the soundtrack. It's so cute and sweet in Nintendo. But what I love about it is um, on the surface, it's it's cute, and there might be some people that might think it's a little obnoxious, you know, with the whistling, and it's like over cutesy, uh-huh. but there's elements, and you're going to hear this today, where he goes in wildly different directions, kind of prog rock, jazz funk, like really cool genres that I know Tomoya, you know, has explored in the past, so it's a really cool, diverse soundtrack that I, I just am a really big fan. It might be one of my favorite soundtracks of the year so far. That's great, man. Yeah, I'm super excited about this. Something that's going to be kind of interesting. Last week, we had that really, really fun episode uh, looking at the work of Kazumi Totaka. Yes. And um, it's fitting. We, we kind of made reference to it a couple times yeah. on um, last week's episode. He wrote um, the main theme of this game. Yeah, he wrote game. the main theme of this game. What you would consider the overworld. Yeah, and we're going we're gonna, to you know, obviously talk about that more once we play it. But something that I think is kind of interesting is... Upon first exposure to this theme, I think it was probably in the new Smash Brothers game, mm-hmm. or maybe I saw a trailer. I remember just being really kind of uh, disappointed. Turned off. And, yeah. yeah, turned off by by the theme. And ironically, it's because I thought it's like, you know, this. why don't they just use the great Kazumi Tataka theme? Like, <laughs> Or at the very least, it's like it, it doesn't really sound anything like Yoshi's Island or the great Koji Kondo It sounds music. more like Yoshi's Story. Right. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's that's where, you know, Kazumi Taka came into the picture. So, in some ways, it does feel like he's continuing the torch of that tone. But what I love about Tomoyo Tamita's work is it, and you'll hear this, guys, it really does feel like a bridge between those two worlds. Sure. And there's moments that really remind me of Yoshi's Island, and there's moments that just feel quintessential Nintendo. What you guys heard playing in, that was a really beautiful, relaxing track called Craft Island. It's one of the first places in the game, one of the first themes you hear. Uh, That was composed by Tomoyo Tamita, who was the primary composer for this game. The secondary composer was Masaki Asada. So I have a feeling maybe about two or three tracks on today's playlist uh, could have been composed by Masaki Asada. Uh, But we're going to just get into it because we got a lot of good tracks to get to. So the first track we're going to play is called Welcome to Yoshi's Woolly World. Here we go.
That's how you do it, folks. That's a great way to start off this episode. You guys just listened to Welcome to Yoshi's Woolly World, one of the introduction themes from Woolly World, composed by Tomoya Tamita. It puts a big smile on my face. Well, I want to talk to you about this, because this music today is new for you. You haven't played this game, um, unlike me, who I was so into this game. Uh, what do you think about this? First reaction here. Well, I just, I don't know. I love how different it is particularly this intro which yeah. i don't know this might surprise you carl but my favorite part is just the, the intro yeah um because once you get into the melody it starts to feel a little bit more kind of status quo mm -hmm. nintendo yes. swung plucky like sounds like mario kart or mario party or just like a bunch of other things exactly but the production and the style of that opening the, With guitar, the acoustic chords, guitar yeah. it's just gorgeous and it's like it immediately establishes like a contemporary aesthetic that is just so Oh, unlike it, most Nintendo games, like this, honestly sounds like what I'd expect from like a little Big Planet game you or something it. that's yeah. just a little bit more like aware of the modern kind of context. Well, having that real guitar, and I, for me, what I love about this whole soundtrack, and it's captured in this track, is the simplicity of it. Musically, sure. especially in the intro, you know, the chords that the guitar is playing are very simple, very almost lullaby, kind of yeah. Christmassy in nature. Um, and I don't know, that's just something where it feels like this marriage of simplicity and something that Nintendo's done for a long time. Um, but also, you know, some of the production uh, choices that are made in the soundtrack really make it feel like you said, uh, it's kind of this new generation. I don't know, that's just such a sweet yeah, no, piece of I music. I love the tone of that track. Like, it really, it makes me want to play the game. I think just you gotta one of the it. things that's, that's difficult is because the chord progression is shared by you know, a lot of great Nintendo melodies. True. And just the is the overall production aesthetic of kind of the xylophone melody thing. Mm -hmm. it, somehow it, it, it's just, it's not quite as strong as like a melody from like Super Mario Galaxy or, you sure. know, a mainline Mario series. So it, it's like, it, it, it's just one of those difficult things. But if I was just like hearing this in a TV commercial mm -hmm. or I was playing another game, like I would, you know, go crazy oh, for yeah. it. It's just, it's hard. It's like, well, that's the cool thing. It's like Nintendo, we have a Nintendo month, you know, no other developer gets that kind of <laughs> No other developer de maybe deserves it in a way. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, it, it's, you know, it's tough competition for writing good melodies for yeah. Nintendo, but I'm so excited to listen to the uh, rest of this. I can't cause... wait for you to hear this, because for me, it was crazy listening to this. I was telling Will, I'm already nostalgic for this music. I know it right. wasn't that long ago, but it just made such an impact on me. I just love this yeah, game. I'm, I'm so eager to play this game. I mean, ever since I saw the first footage of it, I was really excited because I really always wanted to play Kirby's Epic Yarn because I thought it was mm -hmm. just a brilliant yeah, I mean, concept and art style. But like when I saw that they were going to do it with Yoshi, I'm like, I have to play this because mm -hmm. I love the Yoshi games and i love you know that character. you really have to it does feel like the true successor to yoshi's island it really does feel like that uh so now we're going to move on to another early piece this is actually the title screen music so let's take listen to the title from woolly world composed by tomoya tamita
so good. Almost like a sister piece to what we just heard. This is the title screen to Yoshi's Woolly World. Wait, this is the title screen? It is. What? <laughs> what? It's perfect. Is it, this it works Nintendo? so well. Oh, is this real life? Oh my god. It works really this well in the, the game. This is the title screen? Mm -hmm. Oh my god. I mean, I've been loving this track so far, but I somehow and, wasn't tracking. This is the title mm -hmm. screen of a Nintendo game. Yeah, the early the early music that you hear in this game has this type of aesthetic. It's very sweet and cutesy. Um, which Which is cool because you're setting that up, and you think that's where you're going to get for the whole soundtrack, but what's so cool is he goes in different directions. I don't he, know. This is, is so beautiful. Me up. This is awesome. I mean, this is gorgeous. Yeah, it really doesn't... It, we were we were mentioning this when the track was playing, but mm -hmm. it sounds like it's by a Western composer, and, and yeah. I don't mean that in like a disparaging way. Um, but it's just, I guess, a little bit more first of all, kind the of fact extemporaneous that it's with guitar. Um, in the whole production of it, feels very like cutting edge, modern, like fitting with our contemporary aesthetic. But it's also not like goofy melodic sort of thing that I think would be associated with a lot of Japanese composers. Well I think are you trying to get at the fact that it's a little bit more performance based? That's when I think of Western music. It's like a little bit more geared towards the instrument they're composing. Well, yeah, for. it's like a performance piece. It's a capturing mm -hmm. of that yeah, that specific thing. It's exactly. not really like putting that melody on paper. Where I think of like a lot of the best what makes Nintendo music so great is it's like it's not really about the presentations about the melodies mm -hmm. um but i mean this was i i love this melody the harmonies it's gorgeous that just dude that blows me away that that's a title I'm glad screen. like i'm legit <laughs> like you're hearing me right now uh, this is not it's his I'm genuine reaction this. he hasn't listened to this before. Uh, this is insane it's blowing my mind that's well we're gonna keep the vein screen. going for one more track another very relaxing piece of music early in the game it's world one so uh everyone knows in yoshi's island uh the map theme would change you know if, as you progress the game this game does not do that every world has its own theme very similar to mario 3d world uh the worlds are kind of they feel like that where sure. they're kind you can explore the different levels and stuff so this is world one from woolly world That is so cute. You guys are listening to World One from Yoshi's Woolly World for the Wii U, composed by Tomoya Tamida. Man, this is adorable. <laughs> yeah, it, it really is to me the presentation of all this music that's so surprising. Mm -hmm. Like it, 
and that's uh, the presentation is I really think what makes these what's this company called feel good yeah yeah good feel good feel good feel that that's what makes their games really stand out and makes amongst them other feel Nintendo good, properties is- i mean remember when wario land shake it came out that beautiful like hand-drawn animated oh, cutscenes and the whole look it was like, like worlds above like what the regular well, nintendo games and seem to be tomoya doing. score well on that and one. yeah um epic yarn and now mm-hmm. this it's like the presentation of everything just is just it, it doesn't feel conventional or safe. You it's know? not surprising that musically the tone of this soundtrack is much more close to Epic Yarn. Uh, you know, that shouldn't be surprising. But there are moments that really do remind me of Wario Land Shake, especially in some of the funk tracks that he gets to. I, I can't wait to get to this whole soundtrack. But yeah, the beginning of the game definitely shares a very cohesive tone. You have a lot of acoustic guitar, very simple, relaxing music. Um, and all the world, for the most part, all the world themes um, kind of share that. I would love to hear Tomoya Tamita work on a Mario game maybe be like Me part too. of the team you know I mean like I don't think he writes as good a melodies as you know, like a Mihiro Yakuza. but his production or... his arrangement chops yeah I mean I just it, it, the sound of it this is like I mean I love Mario 3D World and some of the big band tracks mm-hmm. but there's still that element of kind of like separation of like I don't know it, it's there's parts of it that kind of sound cheesy this or feels maybe legit don't feel modern it feels like they're kind of isolated from the rest of the world Nintendo right. but this this feels like it has an awareness of <laughs> what everyone mm-hmm. else is doing. You know, it, it reminds me of something that you maybe would be in like a Rayman, modern Rayman yeah. game. Or I mentioned Little Big Planet. I think but you'll hear more of that today. Some kind of third party developer doing like a Mario type game is mm-hmm. what this really reminds me of. Well, now we'll move on to that remnant of last week that we were talking about. This is the main theme, the overworld that was composed by Kazumi Tataka. The only See, thing he composed in the game. I, I feel like I'm okay saying this because last week I had this episode. On, I mean, Kazumi Tataka is one of my favorite composers, mm-hmm. and I, I gave him glorious praise. But I mean, I I feel like I, praise needs to be earned, and sure. I'm not the biggest fan of this sure. track. And I think, particularly in the context of what we've heard today, exactly with like how quality some of this music. Keep is, in mind. We'll um, see. This theme, um, I, I'm I'm kind of with you in, in in the sense that it does grow on you a little bit when you're playing the game. Yeah, I mean, I can remember um, it. Like before we do it, I could sing it back to sure. you just because it's memorable. But it's like memorable in a way that I don't really like. Yeah, the only thing I will say about it is the way that Tomoya took this and did the variations, a la you know every Mario sure. game was was really cool. He's able to get actually a surprising amount of mileage. Yeah, there's out something of this. about the. I mean, again, we'll play it, but there's something about the B section that I'm a little bit attracted to yeah but I, I think he was really going for the quirkiness like when you think of just some of the notes that lands on being kind of quirky I think he was going for something like that he was and also the, the whistle is the elephant in the sure. room too so let's take a listen to Yarn Yoshi Takes Shape composed by Kazumi Tataka
That little cadence at the end was uh, definitely we're getting some tataka oh, there. I um, had a little. Oh, I think like, that's my favorite. Why part Why can't of it. there be more like that? That yeah, that little part is just like oh Mario Land two. It's the same. But then this part mind. here is. I, I mean, I don't think there's any qualms. This is kind of annoying. It's kind of it irks you a little bit. But I will say I never liked this theme when I heard it at the E3 and all that stuff. But once I started to play the game, it does work. It is a little annoying, like, on purpose, but something about it does work. And especially, I'm excited for you to hear the variations of this melody uh, that um, Tomoyo Tamita does. I don't know. I think it ends up working. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm very torn because I don't want to criticize. I mean, I love Kazumi Tataka, and I, I do understand what you're saying about being effective. And it's something I've grappled with a lot. Like, I, I do think there is mm -hmm. a conscious effort in a lot of video game composers of, like, we need to make it memorable somehow and make it catchy. I don't personally align myself with that it has to be annoying. But Kazumi Tataka's, you know, he's a complicated guy, and a lot of his music is very quirky. And, like, this isn't the first time he's throw done away. this. I mean, we talked about this last week, but he'll throw away a lot of, like, great material mm. and do it up with a quirky presentation. I think my biggest problem with this piece like you could have the same chords honestly the same b section mm -hmm. uh same annoying out of tune whistle well I maybe, just, maybe i just don't like the melody like the a melody yeah da, 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 da. like it's just i don't think it's very good like i, I think That's if you had point. a stronger melody it could hit all those kind of quirky beats but it's just I don't even think it's that singable, you know? It's not that kind of same catchy hmm. thing. That I mean that yeah da 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 sure. I think is brilliant. And that's also kind of annoying and quirky. I will say that just, this isn't quite up to that level. Well I, I get the sense that this was kind of trying to be his sequel to that. Yeah, exactly. Melody, yeah. And that's why I'm saying like I think it's a little bit Sequels um, aren't always as good. Under <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean in the Nintendo universe, usually they are, but Well, I'm excited now to get back. So here on out is pretty much all Tomoyo Tamita stuff. Uh, so I couldn't be more excited. Let's move on to a really cool track called Bounce About Woods. so fun. You guys are listening to Bounce About Woods, some nice African folk music influence in here, composed by Tomoya Tamita. I have no doubt so far that everything we've heard other than the last track was definitely Tomoya Tamita. I think he composed about 90% of the music. Uh, this one is so cool. I will say that uh, just such good production chops, even when he's not using real instruments, his choice of virtual instruments is absolutely outstanding. You know, the upright bass, some of the drum sounds. Uh, I can tell they're not real, um, but I don't know, the way he's implementing them, there's so well, much I mean, personality have to be real you know the no. game isn't real the whole thing is about fabrication mm -hmm. fabric literally it works you know i mean incredibly well i think if there's ever a game to maybe use samples and the thing that i like about tomorrow tomita i don't feel like he's trying to trick you they don't feel like 
low quality samples, they honestly sound like high quality general MIDI. Mm -hmm. And there's always things like xylophones and stuff that mm -hmm. it's just like, it wouldn't sound real if it was the real thing. It's, like it's intentionally yeah, percussive to be any better. and quirky. It's, it's again, I think it's like what I like about the soundtrack is the problem I've had with some of the recent Yoshi games, like Yoshi's Island DS or the one for the 3DS. Honestly, when I heard the main theme for this game. Um, was that they were taking the concept of that the music needs to sound like it's like from items in a child's playroom. So whether it's a recorder or a toy piano mm -hmm. or, you know, whistling or something, it's trying to take that cutesy thing. But honestly, to me, it was just insulting to what Koji Kondo did with the Yoshi sure. series because, you know, he didn't take that approach at all. In And also it's like when you have Nintendo composers doing that, sometimes it starts to sound like a a facsimile of Nintendo or like an impression that is somehow offensive to me. But what I like hmm. about this is like, he's taking the philosophy of, you know, cute child friendly. You know, it sounds like something on like Sesame street, but it's like really good. It's taken seriously. It's completely earnest. There doesn't seem to be any kind of self-aware, any, nothing sort of disparaging in this music. It's just a hundred percent earnest. Well, really what sweet. I, what I like about it, and we really are going to get it in another track later on is he kind of came up with some of the same decisions you came up with on one of your tracks for our hello world monkey see monkey do. yeah where it's like that kind of parallel african yeah the way he's stuff. using the african harmony uh, is just so spot on and it feels like a continuation of what koji established in yoshi's island it's just perfect uh now this next track i'm excited to get to this is called sponge cave spelunking and it was the first moment musically in the game when i was really taken aback and kind of paying attention i think i stopped playing i was like wow this is interesting a very different landscape musically than anything we've heard so far the melody is very a uh, kind of wandering and it's just these are cave levels so he does a really good job of contrasting the tone the happy tone you hear you know above ground i don't know i just think this is a really interesting piece of music let's take a listen to sponge cave spelunking That is so different from what we've heard so far. You guys are listening to Sponge Cave Spelunking, featuring some surprising use of FM synth here on the lead, composed by, um, I'm pretty sure, Tomoya Tamita. I guess I'm not sure on this one. It is so different. It could be the other composer as well. But I mean, the other composer could have done the previous tracks too. I mean, we mm -hmm. have no idea. Yeah, I, I think the thing that I'm enjoying about this is 
it is not in any kind of Nintendo Mario Yoshi coat of paint at all. Like it's completely its own thing. Mm-hmm. And so I mean, talk about being earnest. You know, it's like I think it's there's some kind of like defense mechanism or safety measure that I think composers. I'll use a couple names, and these are composers I like. People like Grant Kirkhope mm-hmm. or say like a Ryo Nagamatsu, where it's like I think they're almost like a little nervous about working on series that are, you know, child-friendly, fun for everyone, mm-hmm. that sometimes I think there there is this kind of defensiveness or, like, the music is tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And I don't want to say defensive. I mean, it could be coming from an honest place. But sometimes I feel it's, like, it's so tongue-in-cheek that it's, like, self-aware and funny. But what I love about, like, a, most Nintendo music is it's, like, it's typically 100% honest. Ernest. And, like, there will be just gorgeous melodies that they're using well, for these games. Well, that's what we've heard so far in but this soundtrack. But what, what I'm enjoying about this is not necessarily that like it's the catchiest melody or anything but it just feels like honest music it doesn't feel like it's hiding behind a coat of pain of oh this is just a child's game you know what i dig it feels like it's taking itself seriously this melody i dig that it kind of lands on a lot of sevens like major sevenths of a chord even when you're not hearing that in the chords at the time you're just hearing a bass but it's going you're hearing it stay on that major seven for a long time it's it's dissonant but it's like it's not doesn't sound bad it's just kind of I gotta say when you're playing the game it really makes you kind of pay attention well, it makes and it, it fits the level it sounds so more well. like a suspension rather than like you filling out a chord and, or anything and you probably shouldn't be surprised but you know the cave music of this game is, is really funky in sure. general the cave the castle music is my favorite stuff because it's just kind of more kind of aligned to my musical taste. Uh, so now we're going to move on to a track uh, that is another kind of underground track. This is Fortress. Uh, so let's think about Koji Kondo's theme he wrote for Yoshi's Island. This is very different from that, um, but kind of fitting a similar type of a level. So, so yeah, you know, the that castle piece levels. was in, that was a three, four, mm-hmm. it was kind of a waltz, a demonic little yeah you know, lullaby waltz creepy. So let's hear how Tomoyo Tamita um, changes things up with his fortress theme.
Guys, thanks for indulging me. I've been looking forward to talking about this track for so long. I love this. This is Fortress uh, from Yoshi's Woolly World, definitely composed by Tomoya Tamita. It's so unique. I want to talk about some of the things I enjoy about this. It starts off with just those African drums. And what's cool is you get a sense of like, is this going to be almost like a desert theme? What is going to be the tone of this? You're not expecting what comes. And what comes is this kind of fretless solo jazz bass, which is so funky. And the bass line is really cool you have those marimba instruments or xylophone instruments which feel kind of tropical but the chords they're doing um i don't know they're very atmospheric but that slap bass solo is so funky so the, the use of funk um but it's not like it's full-on 100 percent funk because like right here's a good example there's no drum kit there's no guitar it's just those same instruments that you heard before but this, the bass is doing this kind of funky slap solo i don't know it's just a really surprising um kind of group of influences that come together to that make a track that is just really full of a lot of personality Totally. I think that's a spot on analysis. Yeah, I think from a tone perspective, I, I think it is interesting to note the difference between this and I guess what Koji does in Yoshi's Island. Just from listening to this, I, I get the sense that this game is just a little bit more laid back. And I think it it fits with the aesthetic of the game of sort of being this quilted patchwork sort of thing. Um, I, I think it's a great choice for Yoshi and, and I actually enjoy hearing what I like about Tomoya Tamita is he kind of does his own thing. Um, and as much as I love, you know, the in-house Nintendo composers mm -hmm. that a lot of them, you know, they show such reverence to Koji Kondo. Sometimes I notice there gets to be a problem where, where they look at his work in almost a formulaic sense. And it's like, oh, this is an underground theme. We need to do this. Sure. This is a castle theme. We have to do this. And it, it, it doesn't feel like they love the music. It, it feels like they're almost doing a chore. Hmm. Where like with this, it seems like... Clearly, this was, you know, the decision of the composers that worked at this game. You know, th this wasn't really like a, oh, we got to do this because it's it was this a conscious level decision. in Yoshi's game. You know, it's it's bringing something new to the well, table. And we're going to hear this more, guys. There's a lot of other really kind of surprising musical choices. But what I like about it is it feels conscious, but it works. At the end of the day, especially when you play this game, I can tell you, it works really well. There's not one time when I'm like, I don't know, this doesn't fit. It fits so well, but it's, it's kind of a ballsy choice because it's so different from what was done in well, the past. You know what's interesting? It's almost something that we don't ever talk about on the podcast or really ever. Like hmm. we, we almost never talk about when the music is fitting the experience well. Mm -hmm. We almost expect it to. Film music, video game music. I think the funny thing well, is that's, the that's really focus. its only function. Yeah. The only function of video game and film music is to score the experience. Like it, it, John Williams has even said that it's like the only purpose is to heighten the emotional experience of the film. If like, it happens, if to, it be happens to be memorable or yeah. people like it outside of it, that's a bonus, but that's not the goal. Mm -hmm. But it's funny, like with our podcast, our our only focus is like is the music you know worthwhile independently of the experience it's a great thing to mention well i think that has a lot to do with our personal aesthetic and what we respond to in music we right. respond to catchy melodies and well, when mean, we I, hear those i don't think we're we like to talk I think most about people them. respond to sure. catchy melodies i think it's just what's great about video game music is 
oftentimes it's able to be catchy and effective yeah. at the same time, particularly in the 8 and 16-bit era when games were a little bit simpler. And this is a great example of a track that it's not inherently catchy. There's not really in the way of much of a melody, but it's incredibly effective. So now we're going to move on to definitely a catchy track. This is um, one of the first tracks I heard from the game before I played it uh, this past spring. I think it's very pleasing and it really reminds me of uh, Yoshi's Island. Let's take a listen to Claw Daddy Beach. You guys are listening to Claw Daddy Beach. A lot of this music, even though this is beach, for some reason, I don't know if it's now we're getting into that time of season, feels wintry to me. I'm really enjoying this. One of the strongest tracks in the game. I absolutely love this melody. I love the implementation of it. One thing I was talking about, Will, uh, I'm going to get his thoughts on this in a second, but I love Tomoyo Tamita's use of jazz. It's so much more natural uh, and less forced than almost any other video composer. You really get the sense that he knows what he's doing, and it just feels legit. Well, I think it's you say that because he uses more of it than a lot of people. I mean, it's yeah. like when I think but of most Nintendo composers, in yeah, there's like jazz influence, but not really this type of density but, of like but this jazz is, piano idiomatic chords. But take this track as an example. The A section, there's no jazz. It's a completely simple pop video game. Sure. The B section, all of a sudden the upright comes in and he introduces the jazz chords, but it feels like a natural progression of the song. Well, it's funny. If it reminds me of anyone, it reminds me of Kazumi Tataka, hmm. frankly. It reminds me of like something that you would hear in like, not Animal surprising. Crossing or like the Wii Sports games. Where just that, that willingness to use that type of uh, jazz mm-hmm. harmony. I mean, I was uh, mentioning to Carl, it reminds me of like some of the demos on our old uh, Yamaha keyboard. Kind of where cheesy variations. You'd have, you know, kind of standard tunes like... Fly Me to the Moon or My Favorite Things. Just really and it'd be schmaltzy done in, like, arrangements. Really, yeah, yeah, I mean, that, that's kind of what it reminds me of. I think it's funny There's that no you doubt mentioned that having schmaltzy. the jazz piano thing as a B section because it reminds me of a, of a couple tunes that uh, you and I wrote together. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 I, there must have been a specific phase in my life, but um, there's a game that Carl and I, we, we've mentioned on the podcast before, it's called Battle Tub, mm-hmm. um, and we worked on it, and I composed the main theme, and the B section to that theme is sort of like this jazzy piano sequence and then we made a track this summer called surfing at sunset and i also wrote the b section to that and it's a similar kind yeah. of thing and i i mean i'd never heard this music
music and I don't think I was specifically influenced by something, but I think there there's something clearly about video game music that has led me to that idea that like having a really jazz harmony B section on piano is something that's effective for a certain type of game music and what i'm listening to so far of the yoshi's woolly world music it definitely feels like it's hitting that it's scratching that same sort of itch that i think you and i were after for the sort of child friendly fun for everyone you're right quasi nintendo but also quasi western aesthetic well i couldn't be more excited guys to move on to this week's track of the week this was an absolute standout for me when I was playing the game. It's such a different style. It's very funky. Uh, it has a great shuffle feel. Now, the groove and the shuffle feel of this reminds me of Tears for Fears, the 80s song, Everybody Wants to Rule the World. Everybody wants to rule the... But musically, it's very different. But that's kind of the shuffle feel that he establishes here. It's very different from most of the tracks in the game. But one thing that I really love about it is he's not just banking on that groove it's a wonderful melody in this track and i think it's just a really cool moment in the game let's take a listen to shy but deadly gosh that makes me smile you guys are listening to shy but deadly it's this week's track of the week from yoshi's woolly world definitely composed by tomoyo tamita i know i'm saying that a lot um but he was the primary composer and there were certain tracks that didn't make the cut today that were very clear to me that were probably composed by the other composer i wouldn't be surprised if almost every track on this playlist was tomoya but this is so cool because it feels like the perfect combination of you know, taking what was done in the Yoshi series before and what other Nintendo series has done, but injecting it with a kind of like a modern aesthetic. In the drum kit, the the beat on this song is so good and so in the pocket. And what I love about it is the rhythm section couldn't be more funky and more like syncopated, but the melody is very simple and sweet. And that combination, it feels like it's something for everybody. Because if you just kind of like funky grooves, you're probably going to dig this song like on a visceral level. But if you really enjoy sweet, catchy melodies you're probably gonna like this too it's just feels like a universal track completely agree man this is great i yeah i've really enjoyed this so far i gotta play this game definitely well now we're gonna move on to spiky stroll enjoy
That is so good. Oh my gosh. A lot of really good slash chords we were doing kind of like a four over five kind of feel. Well, yeah, and a lot of so like what, what's called a cross relation where uh, in one instance you'll have, say, like a an A flat and an A natural at the same time. Mm -hmm. It's a very, I think of it actually, I mean, there's some classical precedent for it, but I think of it as being like a very jazz kind of blues thing of mm -hmm. like having a major chord, but having like the minor third sure. in there or something. Yeah, this one is so groovy. Will, what were you, you were saying some cool things about this. Uh, like you, you really enjoyed this track when, when we were listening uh, to it. What are your thoughts totally, on this? Totally, I don't know. I, I can't explain why I'm having such a visceral reaction to this, but it's I so love funky. the groove. I think it's so catchy. Um, yeah, I, I love the harmony. I love how gnarly it is. Like mm -hmm. it's completely, uh, completely unique to this game. Um, it's super fun though too. I mean, at the end, it sort of indulges in that like rock power ballad kind well, of I chords. Well, I mean, we but then hear... it also has this dirty sort of jazz organ kind of sound. One thing cool is we hear that chord so much, where the bass is on the five, but the chord itself is on the four. We hear it a lot, but he's able to own it in this track because he's able to kind of stay on it for so long and have a melody that is really interesting on top of that, you know, that flute melody. I don't know, he's uh -huh. able to make it really work. It doesn't feel, like, cheesy. It doesn't feel, like, over the top. It's just very, very tasteful stuff here. Yeah, I, dude, I love this. That, that might be my favorite one that we've cool. listened to all day. I'm glad. And that doesn't sound anything like Nintendo. Well, now we're going to move on to another really cool track. I'm so excited for this one. This is Lava Scarves and Red Hot Blargs. That's cool. I hope someone out there had the same thought I did when I first heard this. This sounds like Steve Miller Band. It feels like 70s rock. It's so cool that he went for this full-on rock band. All, you know, the guitar, the bass, the drums. It's so cool and legit, and it's such a cool part in the game because you haven't heard any, like, there's no, like, hints <laughs> musically that this is going to happen. It's so different. Well, you know who would love this is Koji Kondo. <laughs> yeah. <he laughs> you know, would. I mean, it's like... Uh, I, I think we kind of forget, you know, he has such a specific sound that it's almost, it feels like inescapable for him. Uh, but, I mean, he loves rock music. And, I mean, if you think about some of the music, uh, particularly well, the boss themes boss in theme. uh, Yoshi's Island, it, it really is going for sort of a progressive rock oh, kind God, of a sound. Yeah, I love it. And so I, I like this, and it's just, I'm, I've so enjoyed what Tomoya Tamita has done. His level of confidence that he seems to bring to the table, mm -hmm. just, yeah. 
I don't know. I mean, maybe it's because I'm so obsessed with Star Wars, but it's it's kind of like J.J. Abrams uh, taking over the new Star Wars movie. Yeah. Just kind of going in there with his experience and his confidence, knowing what to do similarly, but it's knowing where parallel. to shake it up. It you know? feels like it's kind of owing things to the past and carrying Absolute, the torch. But it's not like it's being new too sacred with it. It's mm-hmm. just taking like, this is the spirit of what's it made makes it sense. work, you know? It's just very good choices. Uh, now we're going to move on to uh, an interesting variation of that main theme, uh, that Tataka main theme. And this is cool. This is a desert piece. So how is he going to make a desert track using that main theme? I think he does a great job with it. Let's take a listen to The Desert Pyramid Beckons. <laughs> my gosh this track gives me a little bit makes my blood boil because i heard it so much because i died a lot on these desert levels they were tough this is the desert pyramid beckons from yoshi's woolly world really um inventive way of using that main theme um you're still getting the same whistle instrument too but that b section especially will was saying it reminded him of lawrence of arabia it's just so beautiful well, and he's the, able having to the strings it. go mm-hmm. in parallel motion is like I it's, really think again, it's, sort of it's so legit. He's music. actually nailing that specific sound. It's not like we hear this so much. We've talked about it a lot on the podcast. Uh, kind of that stereotypical, really kind of over the top Arabian sound you get in desert me- desert well, levels. Well, it's also highly ornamented, which is something that I associate with a lot mm-hmm. of Middle Eastern music. But you know what I mean? It feels sure. a little bit more legit than what you hear in most. Like, Again, it has to do with the presentation to me. Like, I don't think this is necessarily like a more tasteful arrangement. I think it's just the way it's presented feels more legit. Could be. And it's like less insulting, you know? If I'm making comparisons to Lawrence of Arabia, like, mm-hmm. that's better than just like... I don't know, new Super Mario Brothers Wii or something. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, compare the y- two. You know, you kind of yeah. know what I'm saying. Like, I I can't quite articulate it in this instance. Yeah, I mean the overall package, but because I mean just this pleasing. is on paper, this is what I'm sick of. Like, I'm sick of hearing stuff. I mean, even objectively, like I'm sick of just stereotypical mm-hmm. desert music. But when I hear this, it's like I don't know. This is yeah. pretty good, and I imagine it being very effective in game. Well, now we'll move on to the only other world uh, kind of map theme that we're going to play today. This is World 3. There's a lot of good, uh, you know, map themes. World 2 is good. World 4 is pretty good. But this one I, I really like a lot. So let's take a listen to World 3.
That is so pretty. It really stops me in my tracks. You guys are listening to World 3 from Wooly World. So beautiful. We're going back to the aesthetic that he establishes early on in the game. Mm. You know, a lot of these world themes, uh, they, they have that aesthetic. Yeah, oh. I I love... I, I really love this. Oh. This was, I think, one of your favorites probably of the day. Yeah, I, I just... I, I don't know, not to get complacent, but I was just kind of falling back into like, okay, this sounds pretty good, but mm -hmm. when I heard the way that the end of the first phrase, da 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 kind of Very thing, pretty. Just, oh, wow, that's impressive. Well, and also this track is a lot longer than a map theme needs to be. And there, Wait, this I is love a map that. Theme? This is a map theme. This is World 3. Why would you use I such love, a good melody? I love the slide guitar, the country twangy guitar that you get in this track. You never hear that in a Nintendo game. It's just... I don't yeah, know. It's this so is tasteful. Dude, I, <laughs> we are brothers. I was literally about to say the word tasteful. <laughs> yeah, we really are brothers. Oh, my God. It's so gorgeous. Uh, tasteful arrangement. Really, I love the chords. Mm -hmm. When he kind of has those little moments of chromatically going um, down a it's half It's not step, too much of it. Yeah, it's not too yeah. much. It, it keeps it far enough from evoking genre to, mm -hmm. you know, specifically. Um, but it's it just kind of has this sort of warmness of color to it. Well, he uses the slide guitar in the uh, in some of the early introduction music as well. Like, I think the very first, the Craft Island, I think he uses it. It's just so cool because you never get to hear that I in love games. hearing melody on guitar. There's something incredibly uh, charming about it. I actually feel like yeah. not enough music. You really get to hear acoustic guitar melody. I, think I agree. It's one of the most beautiful presentations. Um, Classic of a guitar. Theme. Yeah. Well, now we're going to move on to Yoshi and Cookies. guys are listening to Yoshi and Cookies. <laughs> this is a really interesting track. Well, I want to give you a little bit of the reins on this one. Um, it's really nostalgic to me. I think the recorder was the right choice, in my opinion, but what do you think about this track? Yeah, yeah, I love the instrumentation. Uh, it's so strange. I can't, Sounds like Yoshi to me. I can't explain it, but there's something about the style of like his composing where it's like, I want to not like it. It feels <laughs> like there's something about it. But that's you can't. Like, well, because it just doesn't feel as like fine-tunely crafted melodies as like I would normally opt for. But it's mm -hmm. like it really is undeniable. It's like so it's fun. so cute. Yeah, and, and it's not really like annoying in the way that and like, where it's like piercing. Well, and well that's upsetting. a great way of it's putting annoying it. That it's just like. Gosh, like, no, how could someone be this happy? It's annoying the way that, like, you know, we all have those friends who are like, 
incredibly cheerful, mm-hmm. positive in the morning. Like, and sometimes we start to resent them because we're jealous that we're not that happy. That's what this track to me well, is. Well, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because that was the reaction I had to first playing the soundtrack. I didn't go into it like, well, I had, you know, somewhat hopes that I, I was hoping it was going to be good, but I wasn't like, oh, I'm just immediately going to love it. He had to win me over. And that's what he does with the soundtrack. He totally won me over. And I don't know if it's his quirks or his, I don't know, his just, his imperfect well, This one nature. particular, I think, is, is, is a really solid melody. I, I don't want to trash talk this. I think it's just like, oh, gosh, I mean, this one really is going yep. on. It's not very cool. It's not very subtle, but I mean. It's so cute. That's cute. I give that props. Now we'll move on to Fluffin' Puffin' Babysitting. This is undeniable. This is so good. I'm so glad he brought back a little bit more country influence again in this track. Um, it's just so unique. The piano melody is very strong, feels a Nintendo. Again, you're having the acoustic rhythm guitar throughout the entire song, the brushes on the snare drum. It's a little bit of a different aesthetic that you get, not only in the soundtrack, but like pretty much any Nintendo game that I can think of. Well, I particularly really like the chorus. Um, I think the thing that's interesting about this music, it's very guitar-driven compositionally. Like, some of he the wrote chord, it on guitar, I Some think. of the chord choices... Well, yeah, that's why I'm just saying you can kind of tell that. Some of the chord choices, it's like... They're, they're interesting chords that are more natural for the guitar than mm-hmm. would be sort of for piano writing. And also the nature of the form, how something like this is sort of verse-chorus as it's opposed just, to A section, B I guess section. the simplest way to put it is this is so Western sounding, not the melody, <laughs> but as far as what sure. all the other instruments are doing. Well, and I think the form, too, having a chorus like this yeah. is, it sounds more like a song. Gosh, yeah, that melody, it, it actually reminds me of, uh, what's it called? Um... um Mario Kart 8, yeah. I think it's called like Cookie Land or Sweet Okay, Sweet Sweet Canyon. Sweet Sweet Canyon, I think. Some of the notes in that. But that's a great, really well written Really good track. Now we're going to move on to a fun one called Amazing Post Pounding. Mm-hmm. 
I'm sorry, but that's a legitimately good bass solo. <laughs> like, it's just, it's almost bordering on free jazz. You say Very... I'm sorry like I was going to fight you <laughs> over it. I'm not apologizing to you. It just, I, it has to be said, it's kind of free, and there's really not really a tone center. Yeah. It's so open. This is another underground. Jazz. This is another underground theme. And remember what I said earlier, how some of the underground themes have more of a jazz funk uh, kind of influence to them. Good free jazz. <laughs> yeah. This, I just love so much. It's it, really on the it's nose. It's so for funky. It's when this for. drum beat comes in, I was just hooked. Uh, yeah, this definitely sounds like something you would love. The clav, the wah clav. What I was saying this is like, Tomoya Tamita, I see him as like a broad composer, and I really, again, I don't mean that disparagingly. I don't mean broad as in like he's writing for so like broad. the dumb masses. I mean like his creativity is almost like in a score, like his instincts for what genre to evoke or style or instrumentation, I think yeah. are incredibly precise and like really he has such a gift for that mm -hmm. i mean just this is the perfect choice for that kind of underground level and it's not exactly in like a cartoon you know looney tunes sense of being like melodramatic yeah well um, again it's just it, it's really fun but the thing is it's like i i find i'm a very different like my tastes you would never write are, a track very, like this well yeah. i wouldn't write a track like this and my favorite music is not really of this school but it's something of the, about like specific where it's like the genre has less to do with it and just the melody and chords have well i know what you mean but like it. something about it especially when you play this game and you have the elements that we've already it's heard it's super fun yeah it's, it's great it's so cool it's it, i think it's it's actually effective because you're surprised by the change in genre Sure. The idea, almost, I will say the idea of doing it is maybe the best thing about it. I guess, yeah, that's why I'm saying where it's a broad thing. It's kind of like there's people who are idea men and then there's mm -hmm. people who can like write good dialogue. But I will say once you have the idea, Tomoya Tamita is able to knock the production out no, of the park. No, sure, sure, sure. I, I guess I'm saying a track like this, it's not really about the melody. It's not about there the There is really it's no melody. It's a bass solo, yeah. you know? And I think it's like what my ideal thing for a game would have Tomoya Tamita or someone like that who can Mixed have with this else, level yeah. of pr production and like authenticity to the sound of it but with like a melodic craft and an attention to detail mm -hmm. that is sort of paying more well, tradition to the history of video game music well, well, and you just know, it'd be pure great melodic greatness if he would team up with Mahito Yakota and to that they just did a collaborative soundtrack it'd be perfect it'd be so cool uh, well guys now we're going to move on to a track I'm excited for Will to hear this one really reminds me of your Monkey See Monkey Do track from Cool. Uh, Hello World. It's actually monkeys in the title. This one as well. It's monkeying round and round.
Guys, I'm having so much fun today listening to this music. This is monkeying round and round. I love how the claps come in. Again, using um, kind of African folk music influence, um, but it's, it's you know, video gaming it. You know, it's making it a little bit more over-the-top, cartoony. Uh, the chords kind of remind me, actually, a little bit of Lion King <laughs> in a way, which isn't it's, that wow, surprising. Wow, another, another area that we're going to agree on. I oh, was, cool. That's something I was going to say, cool. too. Cool. Yeah, um, we King. recognize some of the um, virtual instruments that he's using here. We've actually used them before. Uh, the Rhodes, you know, the upright bass. Well, let's not talk about that, though. What do you think about this piece of music? Um, I, I mean, I love African music. Like, at, at least this kind of... Um, this specific type of African music sure. that he's evoking would I really consider to be kind of the harmonically the the beginning of like pop music sure well I, really I'm curious to ask African you this music. is because you had this idea for that track to use that oh, and God, go for it so um, what do you think of how he approached that and maybe how he pulled this off here what are your thoughts sure I, I mean I think what I was really going for because the track that I, I wanted to reference the overworld in um, Yoshi's Island mm -hmm. to me it felt I mean and Koji had even mentioned that you know, he was listening to a lot of African music but you could hear it in the harmony and uh, I, there, we we grew up going to church, and uh, some of a, a good number of a lot of the hymns that we would sing were African. Um, they, they came from all different parts of the world. I mean, some came from you know the European tradition, but there were a lot of hymns that we sang. And typically, my favorite ones were actually you know old African tunes. Mm -hmm. And I just there's like this beautiful optimism to like African yeah. harmony, just like constant major chords that it's like. Oh, it's the most uplifting thing in the world. Well, it's and also so it's impressive. Like, to too. me, that piece that I was doing was sort of an homage to a lot of those types of melodies. And yeah. I think, honestly, that's what he's going for. It, it sounds more like African music well, than anything it's else. It's impressive because if you can make um, a really interesting, like, powerful melody just one four and five sure. that's pretty cool you know because you can't rely on all those other bells and whistles it's just a very simple universal primal well in no like sevenths no, no any any other not. business just pure mm -hmm. optimism one it's four pure. five really beautiful though i, I also it's like I, I think he probably played a little bit more with like syncopated rhythms in, sure. in the melodic structure uh, than I did in well, mine. But the thing that I love so much about African harmony, I don't just mean harmony in terms of the chord progression and the melody, but the way it's actually harmonized that oftentimes you'll have this three part harmony that's moving, not completely in parallel with mm -hmm. the melody, but it's like, in typical like Western music fashion, you know, there's all these rules about uh, chorale writing, about what voice can move up and what mm -hmm, voice can sure. move down. And with like African harmony, what, what's so catchy about it is it's almost it's like the root of like gospel harmony or pop music Absolutely. harmony comes from that same type of logic of like if if there can be a more interesting thing to do it will happen mm -hmm. and every single voice moves together you know and so it's like every time the melody changes the harmony changes and so it evokes a new chord and it's just uh it's super oh, yeah. interesting and beautiful absolutely it's really really cool well again i love how diverse the soundtrack is we're able to completely change it up and move on to a track called vamoose the lava sluice
Yeah, get funky with it. That's Vamoose the Lava Sluice. Get down to this one. Hopefully you guys are in some sort of environment where you can dance as you're listening to this. This one was obviously one of my favorites. It's 100% pure funk, straight ahead funk. I absolutely love it. I eat this stuff up. You guys should cover this and Carl be in the Soul Surgeons. <laughs> Well, there's not much in the way of a head. Uh, it definitely is more background music. A lot of just kind of funky soloing I and feel like comping. You guys could do some cool stuff. I mean, you'd probably do some like crazy drum fill type of like breakdown mixed metery moments. I could <laughs> see you guys coordinating. Like I could see like Frank doing really gnarly things. Yeah, I don't know. Keys. I just I love that there can be one soundtrack Rainy. where he can have full like straight ahead to like American funk. And then right before that was this really kind of traditional African folk song, just really soft acoustic stuff, country stuff, just everything comes together mm, in such a yeah. great way. Well, really guys, um, we only have one more track to play here. This is King Bowser's Castle. So what's cool is, you know, the fortress theme we heard before, not that it was disappointing, but it was so different from Koji's kind of fortress theme. But what's so great is the Bowser's Castle, the final castle in the game, kind of goes to that emotional place and it's sure. a great moment because it feels familiar but it feels fresh Sweet. so let's, yeah let's take a listen to king bowser's castle Guys, I had an absolute blast, and I'm so glad to finally get to... Honestly, this episode was mainly just me sharing this music to Will. I just really wanted to get him to play this game, and with all of you guys as well. We've had a wonderful time this month, but we are excited to move on to other episode topics. You know, next week we have a really cool one. Well, I think um, it's fitting to end Nintendo month with sort of any, uh, a modern, modern Nintendo mm-hmm. example. I mean, to me, it gives me kind of hope and optimism and excitement for future titles. I mean... I know that technically, you know, this this game, good feel games, I mean, they're not exactly in-house Nintendo, so it's not necessarily indicative of what game, Nintendo's though. doing. Yeah. But, Nintendo uh, property, Nintendo I mean, characters. they are, like, I mean, that new Zelda game that I, I kind of wasn't really interested in because I thought, oh, it's just going to reuse, you know, the graphics from that other 3DS one, but then it's like, wow, they recorded it with real instruments, and, you know, it's a really good theme. It's I, I think... Yeah. I'm noticing, I mean, a trend, we've talked about this before, but 
that they're finally kind of drinking the Kool-Aid of mm-hmm. real musicians, real performers, you know. Can't it, phone it in anymore. Well, it's not that they phoned in the composition, but it's just that presentation matters. The presentation. Like, particularly yeah. in 2015. Well, guys, I'm so excited. We will say next week, uh, it's going to be our first episode that was suggested via Patreon. Our first kind of Patreon suggested episode. One of the tiers we do on that is if you uh, donate a certain tier, you get to suggest a topic that we have to do. So next week is indie games. So that's going to be really cool. No shortage of great indie music, especially nowadays. That's really kind of uh, one of the most exciting things about where we, we are do, in the we industry. We should do a track that uh, we wrote because we've Why worked not? on some indie games. Would that be okay, guys, if we did that? Maybe one. Maybe one. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, cool. Uh, so we're going to play you guys out with a wonderful track. It's a variation of the main melody, and it's a winter theme. Perfect for this time of the year. Hope you guys enjoy Fluffy Snow. Here we go. My name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. Have a great week, everybody. Peace out. (laughs) 